Welcome to Bear Weather Fans, the best Bears podcast, probably. Join your hosts, Patrick, Coach Bob, and Ed O'Bradovit as you listen to Bear Weather Fans. Welcome to Bear Weather Fans. Week five in the books. Here we are, Coach Bob. What's up? I'm just <clears throat> riding the high of our three and two above five hundred record. Feeling really good about that. Yes, sir. Um, man, it's a good time to be a Bears fan. We got Justin Fields. We got a winning record and a very difficult schedule. Things are good. Now it's time for today's episode, which is this week in Bears history. Uh, fan favorite, almost certainly. Uh, it is where we look back on the games that represent this game in previous seasons. Um, typically, that means we look back on whatever week it is right now in previous seasons. So week five, we look at week five games, which we are going to do. But we're also going to do something a little different that I think will be fun. So with that in mind, we just had the week five game against the Raiders. Uh, 29 trouncing. It was awesome. Um a, just one year ago that week, or I guess today, depending how you look at it, um, the <laughs> Bears beat the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and made Tom Brady look old and senile. Uh, the Buccaneers went on to, let me check my notes here, win the Super Bowl. Um, so just a fun... <laughs> that was such a big win last year. Like, how... Yeah. Oh, my gosh. And, and the highlight of the whole season for most... Bears fans or NFL fans, uh, right. fourth fourth down, like <laughs> like a man who has played so much football and is so good, like to be so confused about what down it was at a critical point in the game and goes on to lose to the Chicago Bears. So fantastic! <laughs> yes, There's just something about if you've won a Super Bowl, you are absolved for all criticism for about three years. Like yep. Joe Flacco was so bad for so long. And it took the entire world, like, at least three or four years of him being bad. Like, wait a minute. Is Joe Flacco bad? Because <laughs> he won a Super Bowl. How can that be? Um, and, you know, uh, Nick Foles on our bench now. But, yeah, it's in general. Like, if that if that exact same thing had happened to, like, Justin Fields, they'd be like, yeah, he doesn't have the situational, situational awareness to be a QB in the NFL. Uh, yep. But, yeah, the, old Tom, that that is just fine. He went on to win the Super Bowl. So go figure. That was it was such a fun game. Great call. I did not know that was week five. <laughs> yeah, it's fun. Ob Bob, what do you think? The what only you... problem with that, our head coach is clueless. He's proven he's clueless. Four years here. <laughs> okay. Uh, sort of related. Yeah, sort of. <laughs> All right. Uh, Ob, are you? You doing all right? And guess what? The mushrooms keep kicking our butt. Ah, I guess that kind of makes sense. Got it. Okay. <laughs> sure, sure. Uh, so that was 2018 week five. Um, yeah, that was kind of a season highlight. We went on that six-game losing streak after that. So, uh, And this is never to say that you should not have fun. It's just to provide context, see what was going on in previous years. Um, we're going to do a couple more games that were week five. But uh, something else notable happened this week which was a running back by committee that had a successful running game without david montgomery 
Uh, so I want to look at some games that had a uh, running back in the depth chart that ended up succeeding once the starter went down. So with that in mind, we have the Brock Forsey game, which was uh, looks like week 13. So it was late in the season, but uh, that was courtesy of uh, Anthony Thomas went down. And uh, Brock Forsey ended up like doing so well that people started to refer to him as the next starter, like the heir to the throne. Um, so yeah, he uh, let's see against Arizona, he carried the ball 27 times for 135 yards, 134 yards, uh, and a touchdown. He also caught two passes for 27 yards, and the Bears won 28 to three. Probably the only time I've ever seen that score in an NFL game. Um, <laughs> can't think of a single time. No, but. Isn't that like a little bit crazy that the Bears had like this running back in a depth chart that just randomly got like, you know, 134 yards and a touchdown? Yeah, I mean, it, it seems like that's a whole lot of offense for what I've been seeing the Bears do. Uh, you said he also <laughs> had two catches for 26 yards or whatever it was. I mean, right. The guy was responsible for 150 yards of offense and a touchdown. Like, <laughs> yeah, and that's not the starter. I also think it's incredible that they went to the running back 27 times on a backup. Very <laughs> <Right>. impressive. <laughs> yeah, and that was way back in 2003. So that, you know, that that was not a time in which you had huge offensive volume uh, like you do these days. So, yeah, stuff like that is, I think it's so interesting what becomes a flash in the pan and what becomes um, sustained success. Totally. I will say, though, as big... <clears throat> As that was uh, back then, that was not as big as Thomas's biceps because that man had the biggest biceps. I feel like <laughs> I feel like that's oh, I'm all. Sorry. I... Uh, this wasn't Thomas Jones. This was uh, Anthony Thomas. Unless did Anthony Thomas also have big biceps? Oh, you know what? I think I am confused. I'm thinking of Thomas Jones. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah, Thomas Jones. Yeah, you, you're what correct. What year he... was that? Was that a little after that? Yeah, I want to say he was 2004 through 6, maybe? So Okay, so like the six? next back. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, because his so, arms were... <laughs> oh, my yeah, God. He, he looked like a, a Marvel rendering of like uh, someone to give guys like paranoia. Um, oh, he looks like the new cartoon uh, caricatures from NFL. Like when they play the games, you know, like Tom, <laughs> like how Tom Brady's got like the biggest arms you've ever seen, and you're like, "Have you seen this guy? That is not what he looks like. <laughs> he looks like an old Mac Jones." Come yeah, on. yeah, um, yeah. That's so funny. That's a good point. That like Thomas Jones was the heir apparent, and it's like, so I guess they're right that Anthony Thomas was on his way out, but uh, it was not Brock Forsey. I'm so sorry no. to say. Um. Yeah, and he basically, he was a flash in the pan. Um, he had, Brock Forsey had two starts um, for the whole season for having 134 yards that game. He had 191 yards total. Um, so, yeah. Uh, he had a good 2004 preseason, and that was about it for his career at the Bears. So, uh, that was once Thomas Jones showed up, which, understandably, like, the biceps alone earn you a starting spot if you're Thomas Jones. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. I, I just got to believe he had fumbling issues because he couldn't put the ball anywhere. <laughs> There's no room. Yeah. <laughs> his bicep just like pressed it out of his like high and tight running position. But <laughs> <laughs> Yes, sir. Um, 
another game that I wanted to look at as far as like, you know, the running back by committee. Um, just, yeah, like your running back goes down. This guy shows up like, oh, here's the heir apparent. Like, is he? Ah. Um, so I want to talk about a running back that was on the Bears in 2015 that was the heir apparent after Matt Forte. Can you think of who that guy would be? The answer is not Jordan Howard. It's Jeremy Langford. Jeremy <laughs> um, Langford. I should have said a fourth-round pick for the Bears. Yeah, so um, Jer- Jeremy Langford once upon a time was considered the heir to Matt Forte's role as running back. Um, and that was because he had an amazing game once Matt Forte went down in 2015 against the Chargers. Um let me look here to make sure I have my stats right. Uh, so Forte got injured. San Diego Chargers. Uh, Langford gained 73 rushing yards and 20 carries and a touchdown. And 70 receiving yards, um, including a 23-yard game. So he had, you know, 143 yards of total offense. And that was every headline I can find from Archive.org said, like, Jeremy Langford, next great running back? Yeah. That is hilarious. I actually feel like I remember that name, but not well because uh, he didn't actually become the running back. <laughs> right. Um, so, you know, no shade on him, but uh, that's just how it works. It's hard to know. Um, basically, the point of this being, it's exciting that Damon Williams did well. It's exciting that Khalil Herbert did well. I do think Khalil Herbert is a talented running back, but uh, also these are the guys we were exciting about uh Excited about, you know, a couple years ago. Um, and I don't know how many Bears fans remember Jeremy Langford's name. Yeah, I don't think too many. Um, yeah. And uh, I'll say, uh, there, you know, it's good that they can step in and do the job, but David Montgomery is better. Like, that's why I'm saying, like, it, yeah. it's good that Andy Dalton stepped in and did the job when Fields was out. That's why you're there. Um, I think they did a great job backing up David Montgomery this week. And actually they gave me yes, some sir. confidence, especially doing it by committee, you know, not one person because you could kind of figure out one person once you get some tape on them. But the fact that they can kind of change it up and go two different styles, it's going to be tough for teams to try to scheme against two backups in the next few weeks. Um, but it feels to me like they're going to be able to keep the train on the tracks until David Montgomery comes back. I'm hoping he's back after the bye, but yeah, me too, man. I know it's just so weird. Cause whenever I see a knee hyperextended anyway, I think like, well, his career's over. It's time to learn how to knit or something. And, uh, so seeing Justin Fields bounce back and like doing, um, like QB run options, like later that game after his knee bent, like the wrong direction, like 45 degrees, like what the world? Um, so yeah, I, I when I saw that hit from Dave Montgomery, I was like, "That this career's done." Um, but yeah, the, I know the pers- projected uh, timeline of that is like three to five weeks, which is crazy to me. So yeah, I would love to have him back and see how the new depth chart shakes out there, or how the running back my community. Um, so the next game I want to talk about is uh, 2016. Uh, it's 2016 Week Three, so Jeremy Langford starting QB for the Chicago Bears. Then a plucky fifth-round pick uh, uprooted him once Langford uh, sprained his ankle. Can you think of who that would be? So wait, time out. We're talking about running back? Yes, sir. 
Got it. So Jeremy Langford, Langford was a starter week three? Yes, sir, of 2016. I bet you most Bears fans would not, like the life depending on, would not have guessed that. Like starting running back <laughs> week three, yeah. So 2016, it was Jeremy Langford. Um, and then he sprained his ankle, so goes in running back. I don't know. I'm putting you on the spot. It's a trick question. It's Jordan Howard. Okay, okay. <laughs> um, which is so funny to me that, like... He was the backup. <laughs> yeah. And just, like, the constant rotation of, like, all right, Matt Forte, you you sneezed once, you're done. It's Langford's time now. And then, like, Langford's brain saying, it's Jordan Howard's, this is his team now. And then, like, they just trade. It's just the running back is so weird. It is. How long was Jordan Howard our running back? Uh, if I see here correctly, he was 2016, 2017, and uh, I think 20... Was he on in 2018? Don't remember. Uh, he definitely got traded to the Eagles at some point. I think it might have been before 2018. It's uh, a pretty no, short was, stretch, even still. Yeah. No, I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. Three years, 16, 17, 18. They got traded to the Eagles in 2019. Okay, um, that's right. Because yeah, Nagy was the head coach when Jordan Howard was still on the team. What am I talking about? Um, yeah, I complained about the clip of Nagy promising Jordan Howard he'd get him going. Uh, like last week, I complained about that. But uh, yeah, <laughs> that's it's funny because in my brain, I immediately went to who's worse than Langford that would be on the depth <laughs> chart. <laughs> Like, yeah. I went straight below Jordan Howard and was like, <laughs> he yeah. must be out for some reason. I forget, but... Yeah. No, it's a 100% true question. Like, you know, <laughs> what? And, like, there's probably something to be said there about, like, evaluating talent off the field or, like, you know, on the practice field. There versus absolutely the... is. There's no way. There's no way. Like, that's... Oh, it's so bad. It's so yes, bad. Sir. Well, that was John Fox, right? <laughs> yes, sir. Could he see? Uh, he's a good <laughs> running back, and I'm going to use him rather than guy. Like, all right, settle down, John. Take your pills. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I don't know. Um, OB Bot, you got anything there? Because I'll tell you, the one guy I don't want to see in there calling one more play for the Chicago Bears is that guy, Nagy. My God almighty. Would that guy please just shut his mouth and stand on the sidelines and get the hell out of the way? We- <laughs> All right. Okay, OB, but really uh, coming with fire. Um, so I had one more game that I wanted to talk about. But first, I want to talk a little bit about how we got to David Montgomery. Because I think it's kind of cool. Um, so the Buffalo Bills released a like draft drama video showing their draft room during the 2019 uh, draft. And they uh, talk about trade. The caption is trade picks and all the drama. Welcome to the bills draft room. Um, And it's cool. It's cool to see, you know, a draft room during the process. Um, There's a point in their own video, the bill's own video where uh, Ryan Pace calls. It's about five minutes into this video. And uh, he calls asking to move up like, Hey, do you want, do you want trade? Whatever. Um, and you can kind of tell he's also fishing a little bit. And so the Bills decline and say, no, we don't want to trade with you. Um, and then Ryan Pace immediately trades in front of them and drafts David Montgomery with that pick. <laughs> and so um, 
then like oh crap so then the bills take uh who the hell is it singletary uh who has never been as good as dave montgomery uh so basically it's like they very clearly wanted david montgomery like i'm 100 percent convinced of this it's like they you know they bear straight up one spot got montgomery bills are like oh god we still need a running back trade for you know draft uh devin singletary he's never been as good and that's like that's how it's done, Ryan. Way to go, Pace. I've seen it's funny because, like, you know, everybody talks about him and Nagy going out together and how, you know, they're they're both out at the same time. And Nagy's been doing terrible. So, like, that's both of them. And I've been seeing a bunch of stuff like Gibson on the D-line. He's a great sophomore football player. He is on yes, fire. Sir. Like, Give that kid more opportunities. He just keeps sacking the quarterback. And I feel like when he does it, they're unassisted. You know what I mean? Like those yeah. are that's not scheme. They're like just this kid can play football. Um Yes, sir. And I, I think a lot of his picks have landed. Uh so yeah, I've been I've been pretty impressed with his work. And I agree with you. That's I mean, I didn't know that exact situation, but that sounds like a pretty savvy move of like Trying to figure out who's going for David Montgomery. Oh, got it. Got to go one spot in front of there. Okay. Next up. Right. <laughs> uh, also, he did this move. I don't know. I think it was uh, a few months ago to get Justin Fields and get everybody <laughs> in the in the city excited about this team again. Oh man, that was like the darkest before dawn situation. Like. It was brutal before the team got Justin Fields. I know. Like, they're cutting Kyle Fuller. And, yeah, that's another Ryan Pace point I want to talk about. But, like, cutting Kyle Fuller to sign Andy Dalton because they whiffed on Trubisky. It's just like, what are we even doing? Like, you already have Andy Dalton on the field, and his name is Nick Foles. Like, what do you stop? You know, like, they're talking about trading Akeem Hicks in the offseason. It's like, oh, my God, we have to do another rebuild. And um, it was so directionless. And all of a sudden, bam, bam, bam. And now we're three and two beating the Raiders and like I don't know it's a totally different team I guess uh, that's how the NFL works is it's constant flux like two weeks ago we were ready to tear the whole team down <laughs> like we were getting nine sacks a game but yeah um, it, it's know, crazy yeah he he's done at at this moment in time when we're sitting three and two when Vegas yes, had us at uh, seven and a half wins total on a 17 game <laughs> season uh, yes sir and this is like a difficult part of the season, you know, a real hard stretch. Um, yeah, it feels pretty good. It feels like yes, uh, it feels like we have promise, room to grow, and we're still playing winning football along the way, which is super impressive. Um, what what is the record of the Kansas City Chiefs? Are they two and three? Ooh, I think so. So I'm just I'm I'm wondering because they were like preseason number two or something like that in the NFL. And uh, I got to believe pretty much everybody ranking all 32 NFL teams would have had the Bears somewhere like 25. It's just kind of crazy to think that we have a a better record than them at this point in time. Seriously. Yeah, you're right. They're two and three right now. That's crazy, man. It is not easy to play winning football, which is why like, I don't care that much that Justin Fields box score doesn't look gaudy because right we're winning football games and um, that's really important. So yeah. Thank you. Detroit uh, Lions. (laughs) Absolutely. The slump busters. (laughs) Oh, poor Detroit. Um, It's just so funny because the lions like 
they haven't put up an embarrassing game. I, I contest the most embarrassing game they put up was to the Bears. Like, they have kept them close, and they just can't win. It's just like The, the Detroit Lions are not a bad football team. They're yeah. fine. Yeah, they shoot themselves in the foot a few times. And in the NFL, because it's hard to win, if you shoot yourself in the foot a few times, you're going to lose. Yeah. And that's where I feel like the Bears are winning those games. And there's something to be said for that, as bad as the coaching has apparently been. But I still can get behind, except for Nagy's burnt a lot of the trust he had with me. But um, something to be said for the fact that we're winning those games instead of losing those games. Because I feel like if he was as incompetent as everybody says, we wouldn't be winning these games. Right. Um, we would be losing close because that's what that's what happens. Yeah, so. as a point of, point of reference, the uh, Lions have lost three of the games against the 49ers, Ravens, and Vikings by a combined score of 12. They've <laughs> 12 points. So it's like, yeah, I, I totally agree with that point. Like, yeah, that comes down to coaching, and for whatever's fault, it's like the Bears have been winning games. Uh, yeah, so that's pretty interesting. Uh, one other fun little tidbit, and this is totally not related, but your point about the... Um, Kansas City Chiefs being like, like everyone would have picked them as the Super Bowl favorites. They're, let's see, maybe, make sure I have my stats here right. So the NFL record for highest yards per play on offense, uh, I think it was the 2000 Rams, was seven yards per play. Um, the Chiefs defense is averaging seven and a half yards per play given up. Sounds about right. Yeah, so they're turning every opposing defense into the best defense to ever hit the field. Yeah, which I think all, is all the opposing offenses are just lighting it up. Yes, sir. Yeah, well, partly that has to do with a $40 million quarterback contract, so you can't pay for any defense defensive yes. players. But Because um, you also, you don't just need a $40 million quarterback, you need Travis Kelsey and Tyreek Hill and all these other guys, so... Yeah, and that's part of me. I mean, it's like the uh, Bears 2012 defense. Like, they're incredible. Like, will they just give uh, Julius Peppers $100 million? Like, they better be incredible. Absolutely. (laughs) It was great. But, yeah, I mean, like, they had Lance Briggs, they had Tillman, they had Julius Peppers, they had Erlocker. Like, yes, they they should be very good. And uh, they spent all their money. (laughs) Right. So, it's like the Chiefs offense gets so much credit. And, like, they should. They have a great Q. You know, they have it all. But it's like they that shouldn't be a surprise. Like they they spent everything. Yeah. That is a funny aside though. I can't believe that's how many yards they're giving up. Uh, yeah, so like basically every single opponent is the greatest show on turf. <laughs> yes, sir. <laughs> uh, yeah. I mean, in their defense, I think they have played some high high firepower offenses too. Um but yeah, either way, just it makes me feel good knowing that the Bears are three and two. Yes, sir. And a fact correction here: it's seven point one yards per play. Still the worst in NFL history, but yes. Um, so yeah, that's yeah, that's why we have that team of ten analysts running all of our stats all the time. Yeah, appreciate it. We have, uh, of course, uh, someone operating uh, OB bot at any given time. What do you think, OB? And they're the worst than everything. Are you kidding me? Ooh, shots fired. That old Radabot. They don't even get paid. 
<laughs> the uh, Bear Weather Fans Analytics Sweatshop is. Uh, yeah. Hey, we're also hiring, so. Yeah. <laughs> it's, they get insurance, though. <laughs> and a free meal with every shift. <laughs> Almost I came went flying out of my chair when I. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So one more, we should probably wrap this up here, but uh, we have one more game to get to in this week in Bears history, and that is a certain season, 2006, when the Bears beat the Bills 40 to seven, and oh. uh, yeah, <laughs> so that was special for a couple of reasons. One being that was the first season that Rex Grossman was like fully healthy, starting as QB. So it's kind of an analogous in that way. They still had a good defense, although the 2005 was the better defense. It's like a very good, although somewhat aging defense. Uh, Erlocker was in whatever, his like fifth year. Um, but what was interesting to me is that was the last game. Yeah, 47. That's an ass whooping. That was the last game that Rex Grossman looked good, basically in his career. Uh, because the opposing teams found out how to attack Rex Grossman, which was... Just pressure him up the middle. He'll panic and chuck an interception. Like he cannot, <laughs> he can't throw checkdowns. He cannot throw slants. It's only a bomb. So just you know, take that away, and he's screwed. And so what I'm excited to see with Justin Fields is you know he didn't start the first couple of games, so there's a little bit of a gap there. But uh, in general, there's this phenomenon where you know that it's like oh the book is written on so and so. It's like there is something to be said for teams figure out how to attack certain stuff. And uh, Justin Fields will get to that point soon. Like, teams have tape on him. Uh, he's going to start to see that. Like, games where they specifically scheme to his weaknesses. And uh, I think he's talented enough to overcome that. But it'll be interesting to see. I, I'm in complete agreement. I am with you on that. I am hoping that when they take away deep shots and try to, like, keep him in the pocket it will cost them something because you can't do that at no cost. And then what that'll do is unlock his like intermediate game. And then all of a sudden it's now he's got everything working and it'll give him confidence in what he's not great at just because he hasn't had to do it yet. And yeah, I think, I think he's talented enough to get that job done. Yes, sir. I, I think I agree. Edo Bradabot. He stayed in the game. He got popped so many times today. I mean, I couldn't believe... I mean, he really got whacked pretty good. Okay. <laughs> well, <laughs> that was uh, this week in Bears history. Hope you had some fun. Hope you had some laughs. I hope you learned something. Um, <laughs> Coach Bob, do you have anything to say before we wrap it up? No, I just... I'll second what uh, Ed O'Bradabot said, and that Justin Fields is a tough kid. Yes. I, I hope he stops taking hits like that, but he is tough. Yes, sir. It's, it's unreal, man. Yeah, we're lucky to have them. Okay. Well, thanks for listening and bear down.